I'm Stephen Jack Butala. And I'm Jill DeWitt, and this is The Land Academy Show. This is episode number 1,956, and today we are talking about changing to a million-dollar-a-year mindset in just eight short weeks. And then a little later in the program, we'll discuss uh, the mistakes specifically that I've made uh, that set me back at least 10 years in my land career um, much earlier on. Because I don't want you to do the same. Let's just say, and this was all before Jill. <laughs> not all of them, let's just say, but there were several and I am not one of them. <laughs> oh my God, no. Quite the opposite. But you know, there's people that say that. What do they say? Well, I'm sure. Yeah, well, heck, I got divorced, so I'm sure there's a there's a version of I shouldn't have done this in my you know relationship stuff. I shouldn't have done this. You know, family things that could affect your well being and all of that. Those are normal, and your natural, healthy, you know, life things that I'm not going to talk about today. I thank you. I'm going to talk about the stupid stuff I personally did to set myself back ten years. I'm sorry. <laughs> You, but you know what? You're catching up. You're doing just fine now. Yeah, it's good now. <laughs> yeah. Each week on the show, we answer questions from the Land Academy member Discord forum, review land acquisitions from our weekly member webinars, and take a deep dive into two land-related topics like I just talked about uh, just a second ago by popular request. If you want a sneak peek of our Discord forum, go to landacademy.com. It's free. Okay. Oh, and by the way, if you would like us to answer your question, or you'd like help getting involved with our community, all you've got to do is text us at 480-530-7383. We read all the texts, and your question just might be answered here on the next podcast. All right, here we go. Stephen, here's a question from there now. Stephen wrote, Howdy, y'all. How do you price higher acreage parcels in areas that might not have like-kind comps? For example, if a zip code listing, if a zip code, wait, if zip code listings, uh, and, and you're in zip code listings, got it, and you go back to last 12 months for the sold only parcels, and there's only 12, and up to 12 acres. Okay, I can't even read this. Let me try it again. For example, if a zip code listings and the last 12 months sold only, has parcels up to 12 acres, but there are properties in your mailer that are 100 acres, how do you test for a reason in this case? So I guess he's saying if I go back 12 months, I'm in the zip code and it stops at 12 acres. What do I do? Because I'm going to mail for 100 acres. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me while I just have a little moment to work through that for myself. <laughs> Look, the fact is, if you've ever been involved in any type of data analysis, uh, forget about land, but just data analysis in general, it's imperative if you want to come out with a predictable outcome to have enough data. True. If you have a too small data set, your data set's too small, it's very, very difficult, if not impossible, to predict the outcome. So that's one of the, I'm going to call it a challenge, but I, I really think in the end, in the bitter end, it's an asset to being in this business because your intuition has to kick in. Mm -hmm. You have to transfer your your um, your mental state from predictable outcomes based on data, which is where my comfort spot is, to artistic uh, impression. And that's a hard, hard jump for most people that are on my side of the business. Not so much the Jill side, but the Jack side. 
And so pricing a mailer uh, without data, without enough data, uh, first of all, it's not, if you go through the entire program, Land Academy 3.0, I'm not going to recommend that you do that early on in your career. If you're at, at the point in, where... In play with an area like this? Is that what you mean? If you're in the, at the point in your career, like let's say Jill and I are, or a lot of the people that are in our career path uh, curriculum where they've done a lot of deals, we actually have a, a short part of one module on what and how to deal with lack okay. of data. Thank you. And so, but if you're new, I want you to follow the steps in the Land Academy 3.0 program because it's going to get you to a predictable outcome of buying and selling land for a lot of money. So it's very hard, uh, if not impossible, without a lot of experience to deal with the data set that only goes up to 12 acres. And when you want to buy 100 acre properties to directly answer your question and vice versa, you don't want to look at a lot of ranch type properties, let's say in Alaska or Texas. Uh, that are real large acreage and then send a mailer out in the same areas for smaller properties because you're not going to get the pricing right. So what I want you to do, Stephen, is follow the program. And for the rest of you who have done 50, 100, 150 deals, you know, please ask another question and I'll, you know, <laughs> I'll answer the question. It's very tough. You have to, you have to go to alternative sources of sure. data like houses and things like that to, uh, to back into what the mm -hmm. property or other sources. Or you should price it, yeah. I have other sources for data too. Yep, exactly. So there you go. You have to get creative. You know what? I mean, let's just pause for just a second. That's one of the things that I want everyone to do before the mail goes out. These are some of the things that you think about. Can I, do I have enough data to work with? Is it going to help? Can I figure out pricing? How responsive is the county? Um, can I quickly pull up our, 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 my mapping tools and everything cooperating? All little things to check when you're thinking about before you mailing spend money, an area. Before you spend money. Yep, exactly. Mailing is expensive. Because is every single county, or all 3144, however you want to look at it, counties and parishes in this country, 100% digital, mapped out perfectly, online, taxes current, looking at everything exact same way? Heck no. So there's times that you might go, I am skipping this county and moving over to this area because I don't have the data. I don't have the county doesn't, won't answer the phone. There, I couldn't, I know I won't be able to get anything done. So move move on or at least in, and then maybe come back to it should you want to another time well that's what you should do mm -hmm. uh to directly just exactly right i would beg where you think you thought you said we're going to send mail pick another you don't have enough data yeah to really if you're brand new you don't have enough data or probably theoretically experience to if you're asking this question i'm assuming that if you do you know have at it and right. just kind of take an educated guess but pick a better there's a lot of counties and just a, you know, there's 150 million pieces of real estate out there. I'm sure you could find another zip yeah. code. <laughs> Two. That's not nuts. Today's first topic, changing to a million dollar a year mindset in eight weeks. How do you do that? Geez. So uh, we, Joe and I just wrapped up our, let's call it summer career path. Hmm. It was week. spring. Yeah, so spring, our career path. <laughs> 2023 spring career path. And uh, I have to say, it was, the, you know, the eighth week. So we spent oh. two months two months together. A lot of time together. <laughs> and the last, the, the very last, um, at the very beginning of career path, we ask everybody, you know, how much money do you want to make? What are your financial goals? What, what's your deal? And this group, for whatever reason, 
wanted to uh, try to make or travel down the path of getting to a million bucks a year. Mm -hmm. And everybody was uncomfortable with that in week one, with a couple of exceptions. Mm -hmm. And at the end, everybody was like, oh, it's very, very clear to me how we're going to make a million dollars a year, both mentally and where I'm going to get the money, all the less uh, down to the last detail, where I'm going to send mail, how much mail I have to send out, how much time I have to spend on pricing. You know, do I need Land Academy Pro? Do I need, uh, you know, what do I need to actually, there, there were no really, there were no real questions in my opinion, mm-hmm. the, uh, unaddressed. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's what it took for this group, or really any group, or any person that wants to do this, it takes eight weeks of being exposed to people that are like uh, like minded and want to have the same goals, and are hanging out with people who've already done it many, many times, many like, year after year. I like to think it's pretty fast. So when I was thinking about this today, I was thinking like, wow, look how far we've come. You know, as a group, you know, this group is like, oh, like there were many in our group, not many. There were a couple in our group doing very, very well selling property on terms for like, I don't know, two to four hundred dollars a month. Right. And that was their sweet spot. For years. Right. And they're and they're doing great. But they're like, like, I'm getting worn out. I'm like, I hear you kind of thing. So, uh, and then, and then even transitioning from that mindset, you know, to, hmm, you know, buying for this, selling for that. We had other people in there that were like comfortable with buying for 10,000, selling for 25, sure. Or buy for 2,000, sell for 8,000, sure. They're really comfortable with that. And I'm like, you need, we need to change that. We really do. Mm -hmm. And and I know on week one, everybody's like, what? Are you flipping kidding me? No. Oh, you want me to think about how many checks? And then, so here we are, fast forward, you know, like Jack said, it all unfolds. We we lay out the roadmap and spell it all out in great detail, you know, with the tools and mentally prepared and how you need to do things differently to troll, to find those, how to accomplish those deals. I mean, that's a career path. And so at the end, I just love it. It made me so happy. That's what, for me, fostered this topic today was when, you know, dear Stephanie said, all right, I'm thinking about writing an $800,000 check. Would you guys do this deal? We're like, wow, look how far a, we've come. It was a great deal. <laughs> yeah, so it's like we went from hmm, eight grand to $800,000 in eight weeks. Mm-hmm. It rolled right off her tongue. It's She's like, all right, all right, if you guys say it's good, then we're just, I'm going to do the deal. I'm like, let's, okay, hold on. Let's, <laughs> but I, I was saying, I don't want to, squ- I, I don't want to, you know, ever hold anybody back, but I'm like, let's just do a little extra due diligence on the $800,000 one. But, you know, it was perfect. It was good. So um, it's it's amazing. People all the time have said to me, add a zero. I'm like, yeah, add a zero. You know that 8,000? I want you to think 80,000. Instead of selling for eight, I want you to sell for 80. Think about what that looks like. Do you, like you know, do you need career path for this? No. No. You don't. You need, no. you know, do you need Land Academy member yeah. uh, for this? No, not necessarily. No. But Maybe. all those things are, are an, a very solid insurance policy that True. there's a much higher likelihood that it's going to happen. True. That's all. We're not, Jill and I are not here selling anything. No, that's the whole point is that it can happen. I yeah, love that. It's possible. So wherever you are, whatever deals that you're doing, if that's you're right. involved in a group or not involved in a group, you can do it. It's a, it, it's a, it can be a faster transition than you think it is. That's it. Yeah. People think that you have to go from, all right, this year mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on 
buying for 10,000, selling for 15 to 20,000. That's going to be 2023. Then in 2024, I'm going to try to double that. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to do that. You can cut to the chase. You can go from zero to these deals out of the gate. Um, just you if know. you have the right education and, and you have the right mindset, that's, that's, that's right in the title here. You have to, it starts with a mindset and then a real core visceral desire True. to learn how to do this the correct way and execute on it. You know, the other thing I was thinking about today is uh, staying focused. That is important here as well. I had a former member reach out to me saying, hi, just recently, just want to connect with you guys. I love the podcast. I moved on to doing... He's in mobile modular homes and he has this opportunity, you know, quote unquote, you know, that he would love to shift a bunch to me. And I'm like, you know, here's my response. <laughs> I very nicely said, I'm so happy to hear from you and glad you're doing well. You know us and we are really good at picking a solid acquisition criteria and sticking with it. I said, this is not... Yeah. This is not one avenue I'm going to go down right now. Um, I wish you all the best. And there you go. So that's important too is once you, when you, that, remember my little thing I used to say, you, there, there's nothing stopping you right now from waking up tomorrow, putting on a hat that says investor and saying, I am a land investor effective today, it's right all, now. All a mindset. I don't have to have a deal under my belt, 10 deals, 100 deals under my belt to prove myself or, you know, something hanging on the wall behind me. Uh-uh. You can wake up and say that. So you can wake up and say, you know what? Effective today, effective right now, I am not getting out of, you know, I'm not going to entertain anything that doesn't make doesn't yield me this much profit, period. Whether it's $20,000 or $100,000, I don't care what it is. You, there's nothing stopping you from just flipping that switch. For most of us too, Jill and I included a million dollars a year is just a stepping stone. Yeah. It was. A, it happened to be a milestone for this specific group. I guess this was career path number six, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so we had different numbers throughout all the years of doing career path. And, and the next time we do one, which is uh, later this year, mm -hmm. I'm okay. sure that it'll be a different number but for this year it was a million bucks a year or for this session it was a million dollars a year right you know Jill and I make a lot more than that but it's but you know there were a slew of years where we made less than a million bucks yeah. a slew of them yeah. in my case and then you know we'll talk about that improve. in a few minutes <laughs> you just have to improve over last month and improve over last year and and uh, bite it out in little chunks but the attitude and the mindset yeah. that's what leads the whole thing totally. for me. Let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. Indiana, Ripley County, long one, $35,392.84 is our accepted offer price. I love your county choice here. This one? Yeah, Ripley. Okay, cool. Uh, one broker said, I, over, one broker said $100,000. Another one said 85,000, very, very conservatively, in quotes. Would target like 93,000. I like this, buying for 35. Strike, we're in a, yeah. putting them out of the park today. 14 acres, legal and physical access around a public road, everybody's alive. It's owned by three siblings. All are available, but one's, oh no. But one, 
There's always one that's in Mexico. There's always one. Why do parents do There's this? Drunk in Mexico somewhere. Jeez. No, one is said to be a little more hesitant than the other two. Oh, they let okay. you believe they will convince the third one if we move forward. There's a creek. It's like, come on, dude, Look you get this. ten grand. Look at this. That's gorgeous. Water feature. Access. Probably it's got to be agricultural. I hope it's not a slope where things run down them, but maybe it is. There's a creek right by the flat area building site. Drunk in Indiana. That's. It sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> this is great. Uh, to have fish from time to time. The rest of the site said to be good hunting ground. All right. Oh, get all day. Subject to have be, oh, it's subject to a timber harvesting agreement. I have received a copy of the contract allowing a local timber company to harvest exactly 64 specific trees. They're marked on the property between now and January 5th, 2024. The current owners were paid $8,000 as part of the agreement. Um, Continued here. Um, does that, does the fact that this agreement is in place constitute a deal breaker or major obstacle? Nope. No. The property itself does slope down somewhat. Yep. But there's a sizable flat area at the bottom. Yep. It's ripe for building, electricity at the street, and water said to be available. We'll confirm if this goes forward. Well, it's not to like. I agree. I, I love it. I, I can count more than 64 trees. Yeah. So I'm good with that. Actually, they're clearing it for you. Mm -hmm. It passes the adjacent test, the attribute test, the alive test, almost two out of three. Would you mind seeing just if we have numbers on that house out of curiosity? You know, my adjacent, oh no. Well, it's got this piece of dirt. Wow, though. he's got a hundred acres. Let's see if the names are the same. Gee, no. Does that make you jealous? Totally. Someone lives in a cool little house on a hundred acres in southeastern Indiana. Exactly. Why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. I want to live there. So do I. And they looks like they walk across the street to the lake and they have a creek going through it. And that must be the, that must be mom's house in the back there. That's where mom is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not back far enough then. Oh, she has to cross the creek though. <laughs> they, they have a, hopefully they have a drawbridge. <laughs> mom, if the drawbridge is down, you can come over. <laughs> wow. It's one hour from Cincinnati. I was born about two hours away on the Ohio side. So I know people hunt all over there. That's cool. <laughs> you got it, Natalie. That means Jack's out. She says it snows there. Oh yeah, that's right. Thank <laughs> you for reminding me. Yeah. 60,000 bucks for the adjacent house on a tiny little lot. And you're in for 35,000 for a massive piece of land that everybody says is worth hundred grand. For 14 acres. We're betting, we're betting a thousand right now. Yeah. Yeah, we do that deal. You know, this career that we all have allows us to live in multiple places. This is true. And our third child is going to go to college in exactly two weeks. Oh, we're, I put bins out today for him to use for packing. <laughs> so there's no more excuses, Joe, for us. Like, nope. We should just go do whatever we want. I'm going to start filling those bins myself. That's why we didn't have this show last week, because we went and did whatever we wanted. And we didn't have an internet connection. We were gone. Yeah. All day. We were traveling because we could. Yeah. All right. Hey, Jill and I just completed our career path number six with great results. Uh, in fact, we haven't even had time to, pr to process the video, uh, the thank yous that we received from that group. So if you want to get started in buying and selling land, go to landacademy.com, download the free ebook, see if it makes sense to you. Love it. Thank you. Let's take another question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. Of Again, if you want a sneak peek, go to landacademy.com. It's free. Okay. This is Stephen spelled a different way. Are you just picking all the Stevens because you're drawn to that name? I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> and it's like, 
I don't know why you bring it's it up. It's just a coincidence. Or do we have 80 Stevens in our group? There's 80 Stevens for, okay. for every 13 people in this oh, world. Oh, I forgot you that's used to just, say that. That's just how it is. Yeah. He, he, when we first started dating, your line was, any Steve will do. Yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> it's your line. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> True. All right. This, this Steven is, this wrote. This person's name isn't Steven anyway, but. Is it Stefan? Yeah. Okay, excuse me. Sorry, Stefan. Stefan wrote, um, I watch a lot of REI YouTube channels and haven't found one that talks about the ROI and margins we almost take for granted. The closest numbers I've heard are on Matt Cox's true crime channel, and those guys are morally bankrupt and doing 20 years in prison. <laughs> I think one of the largest barriers to entering this business is the fact that people just don't believe it's real when you describe it to them speaking from experience so that's true uh, for there's a bunch of reasons which I'll cover here about why I chose this it's very true. Uh, question and every single thing you're saying is correct mm -hmm. but and I'll tell you again I'm gonna come back to the last session of career path that we just completed I used to say when I got into this business, there were only four or five people in the entire country, but I used to have a quote around the office that said, you know, eventually this entire business is going to be a 20% margin business like everything else in the world. It has to, it has to equalize it. There's, there's com competition factors. There's a supply of land and a, uh, there's demand for it from a buyer standpoint. And then the more people that can get are in the pool, the whole thing kind of just equalizes itself. Oh, guess what? I was wrong. Here's why. And this, this will lead into uh, some of the things that I have to say at the end of the, at the end of this episode or at the end of this uh, uh, podcast. You have complete control, complete and entire control over how much money you make and how much money you don't make in this in, uh, in this career of yours. Nobody's holding a gun to your head when those when you send that bunch of mail out and a bunch of opportunities come back, let's just say 10 opportunities come back, you can choose to buy all of them or you can choose to buy none of them. If you choose to buy all of them, there, there will be a much higher risk in doing all of those properties because you're not being choosy. You're not saying, you know what, I've got 10 deals here. I'm gonna take the absolute best one, the one that has the lowest risk and the highest probability of me uh, making fill in the blank amount of money. And I'm gonna do that one deal or these two deals. If I do 10 deals, I don't have as much control. And so it might end up being a 20% margin business. Jill and I choose, and I really, this is one of the things that I've, I've learned from her working with her over the last several years the last 10 plus years however long it's been that we, we just now have this acquisition criteria and if i have to send out a hundred thousand mailers to uh to buy a property that generates that will generate us 100 to 150 thousand dollars net well geez that's 125 percent profit margin and so it's not that the business innately generates that much money I'm really glad this person brought this up. It's because we have driven it that way. And we personally choose to do that. Are, there are people that have been in our group and mm. are, have been in, that are, are in our, they still are in our group, but they've been past career path people that choose to buy every single property. They have a ridiculous amount of money backing. They have to spend it. And it ends up being a 20% margin business for them. So I'm glad that I got a chance to clear that up. 
These are not pie in the sky numbers. They just are for us. You know, it's interesting. Where else do you have that much control? None. So that's the whole thing. It's like for us, the industry doesn't drive our profit margin. We drive our our profit margin. That's right. I'm not going to do the deal unless it yields X. That's correct. Whatever, solve for X, whatever that is for you. You know, and that's that's one of the reasons why yeah. uh, uh, True. that Jill and I get to two to three to four million dollars of, of profit margin every year. We just we're not afraid to send out a ton of mail, and we're not we only Be pick picky. out the deals that we really want. Exactly. Am I saying you should do that in, in the beginning of your career or in the middle of your career? No. No, I don't think. I think you should get more experience, do a lot of deals, make some mistakes. Yeah, it's not going to be. So, You'll find wow, your sweet so spot. what? You made twenty five percent, and it took you six months. Yeah. Who I cares? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Today's second topic is called the mistakes I've made that set me ten years back in my land career. There's a few things that I've done that I really regret, but they all centered around one concept. Me just kind of banging my chest and thinking that I get some type of trophy for these silly rules that I created for myself uh, at the end. Like, I used, to, I used to brag about this. Without any leverage, without borrow, borrowing any money, and without uh, you know taking out, out any equity, giving away equity, I've funded this thing my, entire the entire thing myself well great congratulations then you know you made half as much or less than half as much money as you could have if you would have used private funding like we jill and i provide and there's many people in our group that provide equity funding for deals that are great that set me back geez i can't calculate it yeah you know if i sought out and received equity financing for deals and split the profit margin like we do you know two or three years into my career it would be, we would, there would be a... We'd be on the yacht. Yeah, I mean, we could do that anyway, <laughs> yeah, but no, that's, we that's, I don't want to give that impression. It's no, not a materialistic no. game. It would have it sped things up. It would have, I would have learned right. a lot, a lot faster, and I would have done a lot more deals. Was it only pride or you didn't know the people or you didn't know how to it do it? It was all of it. Um, there was oh. nothing, that's a great question. There was nothing really like the internet. So it was, okay. you know, I knew five or eight people in the in the business and I could have split deals with them and done all kinds of stuff, but it was, a lot of it was pride. Now we've got, geez, every corner of the internet, there's some type of money available, specifically in Land Academy. It's silly because we all learned the same stuff in Land Academy. There's, you know, five, about 500 people, active members, and mm-hmm. lots of people are with a ton of money that are willing to, to finance your deal if it's a good deal. Like-minded people, that's the key. Mm-hmm. You can't go to, you couldn't back then go like a hard money lender who loved house, mm-hmm. it was in the house flipping industry and explain why you're going to buy 40 acres for $12,000 and sell for 36. I can't even imagine what that <laughs> conversation would have been like. I tried that. Yeah, they would have been like, okay, tell me again. And then what are you going to, my, my favorite is what are you going to do with the property? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, and we're not going to go see it. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, yeah, not, oh, yeah. Sure, gonna, here's my money. Yeah, you're not going to get my money then. Yeah. And we're like, that's, you'd be nuts if you did go out there. It's so changed. This is good. Yeah, that's funny. Give me another, can you give us another example? Sure. So anytime there's a single point of failure in anything that you're doing, which is actually the definition of marriage when you really think about it, but anytime there's a single point of failure in anything that you're doing, you have to really ask yourself a lot of questions before you make that commitment or before you, um, and specifically, all kidding aside, engage in whatever business practice you're doing uh, so that you're, you're, just, you're not mitigating any risk. 
you're you're engaging in, in something that's now really risky. You know, do you want to have uh, all your eggs in one basket or three baskets? You want three baskets and you want different shipping times and you want to mitigate all of that risk. So there's been a, several times uh, specifically with sales chains, because I'm not, a, I don't like the sales part of this business. I love the acquisitions part. That where I've I've painted myself into a corner, and then I couldn't get out because I only could sell the property I prepped, prepped my whole career that way through one venue, and it was uh, for years of my life. It was through eBay. There were broker networks that I utilized that didn't work. They worked sometimes, but not all the time. And so, you want to avoid a single point of failure. I would like to circle back around to the marriage and what was what would have been the exit strategy that you would suggest? There's no exit strategy. Oh, okay, in marriage. thank you. I'm like, oh. no, no, but I want to I want to talk about that for just a second. So um, the the funny the funding part that's very humble of you to share these, by the way. And then the eBay that was the main one that that was huge. And what's great about that is, boy, did you recover. Our, we have a sweet, sweet um, couple of friends of ours, John and Jillian. And John years ago would would walk up, and I remember him walking up and telling you, you know, best comeback ever. Yeah. You know, he watched the watched the comeback. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't know you before that. Knew didn't know you up here. Knew you down here. Yeah. And then watched you get past the old high. And it was just it was really really nice and sweet and for him to say that. And how many people can't do that? Some people that this stuff happens. Things that um, they make mistakes and they see them as career ending. Yeah. And they don't recover. Yep. They don't have the energy uh, nor the ideas to solve it and turn it all around and make it better. And then here's the best thing that you did. Now you built in, you know, six different uh, exit strategies, if you will, or something, contingency plans, should it start to falter. And you're watching for it and monitoring. I think that's for me, for a lot of people, that's why they're here and listening and watching because, well, believe me, we have way more mistakes that we're still going to make. And then and we're going to help you. There's probably mistakes we're, we're making right now. And two years oh, sure. from now, we're going to talk about sure, it. So that's a perfect uh, segue into mm-hmm. my final and I think most important point. You have to roll with the changes. Yeah. And so... Rolling with the changes early on in my career, a lot of this is just young man stuff. Young men are, are not the brightest people in the world, regardless of where you went to school or how it, ever, how it all played out. You have to roll with the changes. So when I was younger, I, I was uh, re- raised in a manufacturing environment and uh, had the mindset, you know, in a, I had the mindset that you put one thing together, you do it right, you do it the same way, and you do it over and over and over again until you sell it or, to, or until it's over. And I, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard thinking back. I could, if I could go back and talk to myself, I would say that's just insane. Because Jill, what's what Jill just said, two weeks from now, we're going to do something different. We're going to find a different data source. We're going to find a, maybe get a, a better employee or a different employee that sees things differently and says, hey, you know, I, I used to do it this way over here. And if you don't listen to that, and you don't roll with that, then you're not going to grow. Maybe even how we look for markets and find trends and things like that. There's going to be something new. The greatest example of that is surrounding yourself with people who have already done really well. Yeah. You know, I didn't do that. I was, you know, I think I was too, I thought I was too good for that back then. It's the silliest thing ever. The fastest way to become successful is to hang out with successful people. 
That's very and, true. And, and realize what the, the effect of it, I'll tell you, I'll spoil it for you. The, the effect of that is you're going to hang out with some incredibly successful people and you're going to say, wow, there's nothing special about that guy. I, he can do all. it. I can do yeah, it. That's it. In fact, he's worse at math than I am. Yep. And who dresses that guy? Yep. <laughs> and all of that. And so that just speeds everything up. And, yeah. and um, you know, you need to get, you just need to have a healthy self-concept, which took me a long time, healthy self-concept to really learn and move forward and hit your goals. You've come a long way, baby. Yep. <laughs> have you ever had a moment like that, Joe? No. You've just been perfect since birth. <laughs> Oh gosh, I've had many moments, but this is not my show. I don't want to steal from your thunder. Yeah, go ahead. Do you have any examples? Oh my gosh. Um, I don't yeah. Want... Oh, I have a great one. You want my, I'll give you my one big example of something that I did that set me back more than 10 years in my land. I'll tell you, it set me back 17 years uh -oh. in my land career, which is staying in a stupid W-2 job, yeah, drinking the Kool-Aid, thinking I, I worked up to this seniority and max pay, and I got the vacations and the holidays that I wanted. What a crock. I should have left. I can't believe yeah. I stayed there for 17 years. Well. We're good now. Yes, we are. So that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let's take a look at another one of our favorite land acquisitions from the uh, weekly Thursday member webinar. Which is the Steel Fayette County, Tennessee. Accepted offer price six point five, six and a half thousand. Thinks we could sell it for twenty. One and a half acres. We have access. One acre across the street or across the lake. Excuse me. Is listed at twenty six. There is an HOA on the lake. Um, the lake dries up occasionally. I swear we looked at this one time. I know. I'm not a fan um, of HOA. I swear we did. Not for us, but on, right. the, on the call here. Depends on how expensive it is. You know what? It's it's not as barren, that sub. $6,000, love. I know. I'd buy this. Our concern is if I can get an existing house for, you know, even under $100,000, What's my incentive to buy this for 20 and build something? Because it's going to cost yep. me a bit to build. 70000 across the way. I'm not sure I would buy this. Yeah. And then you throw the HOA on top of it because now I got, there's extra costs mm -hmm. uh, as a, and extra rules for me that I have to adhere to to build. There's a comment in Discord recently that I got in on where somebody said, look, we were talking about the cost of buildings now. Yeah. And then in the bitter end, if you're looking at buying an infill lot and building a house on it, the like kind of houses better be north of 300,000 because of all these impact fees now and the cost of lumber and labor and all that stuff. So okay. this is less than one third of that. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I would not do this deal. This is one of those two, you know what you're like, sometimes we'll say, well, I'll offer them a thousand. You know what? Because of the HOA, I don't want to deal with it. I wouldn't even offer them a thousand. I would. Me too. I would. If it weren't an HOA, I might make a crazy offer and just roll it in my inventory. We're agreeing on everything today. Thank you. Strange. Julie has something inspirational to share. I do. I wanted to talk about. Uh, I want to give an example. I want to talk about how I learn in this environment. Can you leave that up there so I can look at it? Thank you. And just doing that for one second. Oh, okay, sorry. 
um, how I learn and let me back up. Let me start with the story. As we wrapped up career path, I realized there are many people, most of the group, by the way, most of the group is like me. And I don't know if it's because of their uh, where they are in their life, where they're in their career, how committed they are, how much they want to do. I don't know what it is, or that's just who they are. But there's a few that really stand out. And I'm like, I was thinking about what makes them different. They are mentor sponges. And that was me. They don't question it. They don't yeah. push back. Boy, that's they so don't, smart. They don't offer other examples. They, they take it in. They write it down, they process it, and they and they act on it. And I was thinking, like, that's how I was. You know, that's, I think why you told me a long time ago, you're like, I didn't have to explain this to you, you just did it. I'm like, no, I, you know what, it, oh, and I was just thinking what it was for me, and it's pro- now I realize this is probably, I'm having my own moment here. It's probably the same for them. I knew you were the pro. When you were teaching me land, there was nothing I could say or nothing I could do or no one that I even knew that came close to you that had the deals or the experience, you know, uh, the mileage, the bank account, everything to show for it and prove it that you have already done it successfully. So for me, it was really easy to go, well, duh, why would I question this person? I'm just going to sit back and take it all in. And that's what I did. And you're really good at um, explaining it and sharing it and helping me understand it and not over teaching it. You're really good too about go off and figure that out, Mm -hmm. which in my gut, I'm like, can you just give me the stupid shortcut? And you're like, Nope, you're going to have to learn it yourself. What? No, no, no. But in a good way, there's some things like, I don't think I ever said that. Well, there's some things that you're like, I'm not helping you. You're going to have to figure it out. And I'm like, this sucks. But no, there were things that I needed to figure out for myself, you know, kind of thing. Um, for example, Excel. I'm, oh, I am yeah, or sure. never will be an, a pro like him. And and uh, you know what? That's a really good example. Uh-huh. He's like, go take your own stupid Excel class. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and help you with that kind of stuff. And you're right. We're not doing Excel 101. I'm going to help you with this other stuff. And then and you need to take responsibility for it. You know, like for me, even even for me, even this is way before Land Academy. You had examples of what a posting should look like. Go make one of those. Well, duh. That's like Land Academy, our education. Go do this. Mm -hmm. There are pictures and examples. It's up to you to watch it and follow it. So anyway, that was me. And I, I spotted some really amazing mentor sponges. That's, I just came up with that phrase now. And, uh, it's fun to watch them soak it all up because I know how how successful they're going to be. I think there's, you know, I, I think there's a huge amount of truth to this. You just want to be make sure that the person that you're going to listen to has some credibility and some, uh, you know, just, well, some credibility and gives you the right feeling. You don't want to glom on to somebody and really listen to what they're saying and end up, you know, being a cocaine dealer. No, this is assuming you did all your due diligence. This is assuming you're six months down the road and you're like, Wow, I get it. I understand it. I now I want to know all the details. Yeah, that's great. That's when. I so agree. this is this is when you're a mentor sponge. I had a mentor very very early on when I was a teenager and in my early twenties. It was a friend of the family, and and uh, I didn't really learn how to do anything. I just learned what was possible. Mm. It was what I said earlier. 
this guy's doing this? Well, if this guy's doing this, I can do this myself. I just got to take the right steps. And then I went off entirely autonomously and did that. So everybody's got a different level of, yeah, I really need someone to sit down and tell me everything. Like Jill's not like that. Jill's very autonomous and she just knew. I think hopefully, I think what happened is Jill went off after sold some property on her own. Filled up her bank account pretty pretty quickly. I know this happened. Yes. You know, with not that much direction, if any at all, quite honestly. And uh, the, the credibility was like, all right, you know what? Now I want to see what can really happen if we if I listen. If we to tried. This. Well, if I listen to this guy. <laughs> yeah. And I handle the sales, and he handles this other stuff like he has been before, which is me, and it, and it worked out great because right. there was credibility. That my is my point between Thank both you. of us. You had sales credibility, built-in sales credibility. That's true. I didn't come to the table blank as a blank right. slate. I had some other stuff to work with, but um, yeah. Thank you. Jack, how about you? Do you have something, you know, man planish or informational you want to share? Yeah, one of the topics that we talked about in this last most recent career path is, you know, mitigating risk and avoiding mistakes and surprise. And I touched on it earlier, but I really want to bring this home. You have control when you buy and sell all real estate, really. But for the most part, buying and selling land because the entrance and the exit so quick. You have control over mitigating your risk, and many people have a really high risk threshold. Mine happens to be extremely low, and I'm lucky to have a business partner here whose risk risk threshold is as low as mine. Uh, In fact, quite honestly, mine's probably a little bit higher than hers, but she always pulls me down to, in a great way, to her risk level. Uh, Even when I'm ready to do some deals, she's just, "Ah, I don't wanna do this. And so it keeps us completely out of trouble. And I, you know, whatever business you choose or whatever career you choose or relationships you choose to be in, think about what am I risking here? What's the risk level in, in any of this? What's the probability or possibility of mistakes? These three things, mitigating risk, the possibility of mistakes, and, you know, the you the person that likes surprises? I'm not. I do, but not financial ones. Yeah. <laughs> and so all those things, if they're as close to zero as possible, I'm in. Right. If, but if they're, you know, but I also don't need to be an accountant for the rest of my life where there's virtually no risk in that. So it has to be higher than zero. Yeah. But, but within reason. You know, it's, I mean, someone could argue every time I buy, you buy a property, there's some risk. Sure. I do. And that's, you know, we have years and decades of experience now to yeah. spot things. And, you know, what's interesting is we build in, we actually automatically build in a cushion to account for all that. So that's the thing too, for me, the what we do and the deals that we do, I don't see any risk. Because I know that I bought it so cheap that if this is not true and this is not true and there's this problem, I'm still gonna get out okay. And we're doing 35 deals this year, so if this one really goes sideways, and I can honestly say I'm knocking on wood here. Yeah. We've never had a deal. What really happens if we make a huge mistake or something blindsides us in in a land deal is it stays on the market for a year and a half. Yeah. You know, we think we thought we were going to sell it in 35 days or some number like that. It hangs out for a bit. Well, all right. Instead of losing money on this thing, let's just keep it for sale and somebody will buy it. Yeah. And that always happens. Always. That's true. That's very, very true. So these things are uh, both professionally and socially for Jill and I. The risk mitigation, the possibility of a mistake or surprise is mm-hmm. within our range. 
in our case, it's really low. All I'm saying is the next big decision you make, ask yourself, is this risky or not? Yeah. How, if it all goes sideways, how bad can it go? Yep. And what would I do? So that's good. Hey, don't forget, you can reach us for any questions and help just by texting 480-530-7383. Join us next Wednesday for another interesting episode. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. We, we are Jack and Joe. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.